it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of New Horizons. I'm Vaughan Benison. Thanks once again for joining us. This week, part two of our interview with Joel Snyder about audio description on television in the US and other jurisdictions. It would have been difficult to incorporate audio description up until the smart TV revolution, which has really only happened probably since 2013 or 2014. And, and that... That was, in fact, when we had our first trial of audio description on the ABC in 2013. And many people cited, uh, in my uh, in my experience, many people cited that they couldn't take advantage of it because they couldn't access the, the secondary audio channel without a sighted person to assist them. Well, and- yeah, there's something, something similar uh, happened in the UK when they first began because people had to have a separate box, a separate unit in order to mm. receive the signal. And um, they weren't available. Uh, the television programs were ready to broadcast, transmit the signal, but the boxes weren't out there. And so that was a bit of a uh, an awkward start for a couple of years. And, and now they've caught up and surpassed uh, what we, we have available. Yeah, it's it's interesting. My understanding is that in New Zealand too, audio description is quite prominent. Um, I've spoken to a number yeah. of people uh, from New Zealand, and they they have quite a lot of uh, audio described content, and and some of it uh, is programming that we have. In fact, many right. many programs are Australian programs uh, that are audio described by Australian describers in New Zealand, and yet we don't have access to them. Yeah. Uh, audio that, described yeah. in Australia. Yeah, where that does amazing. that come from? Do you do you know where that why that is? You know. It comes. My guess is that it it just has to do with where it's produced and licensing to deliver it in another country to deliver it with this particular soundtrack or this particular. You know, um, it 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 has seemed to me uh, for many many years that. Um, audio description with television or with film you could take the original audio from that program combine it with audio description and you have an audio film you have uh, not a, a talking film a talking book uh, it's it's comparison basically something that's strictly an audio file that anybody could listen to a sighted person could enjoy their their favorite movie while they're driving their car or what have you the reason it's never taken off comes down to legal technicalities, uh, whether or not the the musicians, whether or not the actors, if that was built into their contracts, that their voices, that music would be used in this other way. And they, they've been slow to pick up on that. And so that's still a barrier, uh, is my understanding, to, to getting this going. And it, it, between country and country, yeah, I, I don't know all the particulars, the ins and outs uh, uh, with respect to New Zealand, but I, I've done workshops in, in New Zealand, at, well, in Sydney and Melbourne as well. Um, and I am aware that New Zealand is... is uh, proceeding apace uh, with it and uh, they use work from Australia like you say and uh, and from uh, Netflix gets at least on the streaming side of things Netflix has description now in some a dozen languages at least so they get it out there certainly 
And that's a whole separate issue, isn't it? The, uh, yes. the on-demand content that's available through streaming right. platforms. I, I was amazed when Netflix came to Australia, uh, and it wasn't more than about eight years ago that uh, Netflix came to Australia, but right from the beginning, we had audio-described content that we simply didn't yeah. get anywhere else. So to yeah. be clear, we had a trial of audio description on free-to-air TV in 2013 for 12 weeks or 13 weeks. Mm. A very extensive trial, very extensive indeed. Mm. Uh, and then we had a trial on the ABC's on-demand service for about 15 months, which was very well subscribed and uh, very well regarded, uh, but ended at that time. And my information is that that uh, that there is another trial about to start on uh, the ABC iView service uh, in early 2023. Mm -hmm. But the streaming platforms seem to somehow get it right. I mean, not not in all cases, <laughs> clearly, but there's a significant amount of audio described programming on many of the streaming platforms, That's in particular right. Netflix and, of course, Apple TV. Apple uh, TV, Amazon, you know, yeah. and on and on. And, you know, there is no requirement. They're not legislatively, they are not legislatively mandated to provide description, but they have realized there's a, a market out there, not just in the United States, but around the world. So they have uh, come areas of their their production teams that focus on what's called localization uh, which can mean audio description it can mean subtitles it can mean dubs of films that's something that's been going on for quite some time because of so much media is produced in the united states that its market in other countries that are are not english-speaking countries well these film producers there's a market for those films they they simply have them dubbed or subtitled in this other language and audio description has has been embraced as another kind of localization so um and it's typically really those companies that are producing the subtitles or or captions here in the u.s or or dubs uh, they simply develop an audio description division uh, I, I started that division for the national captioning institute here in the states uh, back in the 2000s so uh, a number of those programs those companies producing that work uh, have embraced audio description there are a few strange exceptions uh, with some of these streaming platforms. As an example, I'm a real Star Trek fan, uh, and okay. I decided when the most recent um, Star Trek series came out that I would subscribe briefly to Paramount Plus so that I could watch it. But there's no audio description on Paramount Plus in Australia. Oh, no. There oh, is no. In, uh, in other countries, the US in particular, which is why I did it, because I had read that uh, it, w it was available. So I wasn't able to get access to the audio described version. Oh, boy. Uh, not auth not uh, authentically anyway uh, yeah, yeah, of yeah. The, the recent... Oh, that's a, that's a shame. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a shame. It's hugely disappointing. Star Trek is just such a uh, an epic seminal. Um, now, I did the description myself for um, my company did description for uh, two of the Star Wars films when they were broadcast on television. Um, so, and I know Lucasfilm has. In fact, Lucasfilm working with Disney just this past year, uh, their their series uh, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi um, won our People's Choice Award for best audio description, and uh, they've made it a real priority. Um, and and a little side note to that, um, Ewan McGregor uh, plays Obi Wan in in the series, and uh, his mother, Carol McGregor, 
is an audio describer in Edinburgh, Scotland. And I visited with her there, worked with her there in Scotland. And, uh, you know, when we did this People's Choice Award this year, it was part of the American Council of the Blind and its audio description project, which I founded 12 years ago. When we started this uh, award this year, I got in touch with Carol and said, come on, Mama, tell tell your boy... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to do us a little, do us a little thirty-second PSA about audio descriptions. So it was all part of a big audio description gala that was uh, available on the internet, and uh, it, it was great to have Ewan McGregor himself talk about his mum and <laughs> how she is part of the world of audio description. Mm. It's interesting to look at some of the technology that is used to produce audio description. And I'm particularly interested in the discussion we were having prior to uh, to recording this interview about smartphone apps that can be used yeah. to match up audio description with uh, movies or TV series that people are watching. Yeah, yeah I think uh, this is I think that's the future of audio description access, certainly in movie theaters. But you know, the app works if you're just in your home. Um, In the United States, the, the one that's been around the longest is called Spectrum Access. You simply download the app to your smartphone. And then um, you know, okay, let's see, uh, what, the, the most recent uh, Star Wars film, uh, just just to, to grab a film, uh, is going to appear in movie theaters. Um, you, you, you go to that site where you download a Spectrum Access, and they have a repository of, of the audio description tracks, just the audio description tracks, timed out to sync with the film for oh hundreds of movies not enough not enough that's the problem uh but you find ah they do ah they have this the track for star wars the audio description track for that new star wars film wonderful you download that to your smartphone and then when the movie begins in your home or in the movie theater you simply start the app and it will automatically sync the audio description to what the app is hearing. It actually is using the microphone in your smartphone to hear the audio from the film. And uh, what's it just automatically syncs it. It's kind of amazing because, you know, God forbid the film stops at some point. What, uh, who, who knows? You know, f- film doesn't break anymore, but, uh, you know, maybe there's a digital problem or something. Well, when it restarts, the audio description picks up wherever the film picks up. It's really quite amazing. And as I say, it can be used at home. It can be used also for boosting sound for people with hearing loss. It can be used it's on your smartphone. It can be used with the screen to provide sign interpretation. It can provide alternate language tracks too. So um, it, it really, we've only scratched the surface of its availability. And there are different versions of this around uh, the world. Um, Golly, I'm, I'm blanking out on the names of some of them, but uh, there are about half dozen of them in other countries, and um, they all work in a similar way. They're, they're, they're timed to the uh, either watermarks or uh, sound signals within the film, and um, it's really kind of an amazing thing. I think this is the future of, of description transmission uh, for, for those settings. Yeah, I agree. It, it's a it's a really good and unique way of doing it. It means people can use the headphones that they like to yes, use. Yes. Um, they can use their own devices. Of course, it doesn't help for people who don't have devices, and that's why we still right. have technology that is in theatre oh, yeah. or 
you know inbuilt yeah. into the into the production itself to, oh, to yeah. provide yeah. the audio description it, in movie theaters, you know, for cinema, um, again, well, in cinema in the United States, cinema is seen as being covered under our Americans with Disabilities Act. The movie theaters themselves, the buildings, have to be accessible, which means the film studios have to provide audio description and captioning. And uh, typically, they provide it through a, a headset that they provide to a user, to a consumer. And yeah, sure, that headset's been used by half a dozen other people or 300 other people or whatever in these days of COVID. That's not always the most wonderful thing. But you know, half the time, the, the, the equipment is not maintained properly. The batteries are dead. Um, and can you imagine that? A person who's blind in the movie theater, they switch it on and nothing happens. And in the middle of the film, they're supposed to go back and exchange headsets or something. So, you know, it's almost a, a little story among folks who are blind, who love description in movie theaters. They have collections of, of stacks of free movie passes because every time they go and the thing doesn't work, they get a, a pass to come back again. <laughs> When the, when the thing won't work again, probably, anyway. But, yeah, if, if we could get it available in smartphones um, and you download it ahead of time so you don't need to worry about having an internet connection during the film, um, I think that's going to... And smartphones are becoming more and more ubiquitous. You're right, not everybody has a smartphone, but eventually it's going to have much greater reach. And in this program, Joel mentioned Spectrum Access, which is a smartphone app designed to provide audio description. As Joel said, it uses your microphone to listen to what's happening in the movie and uh, syncs up the audio description. That does not appear to be in the Australian App Store, so look it up on Google if you want to find more information and perhaps send them an email and hassle them into providing it in the Australian App Store so that we too can have more access to audio description. And we'll hear the final part of Joel's interview next week. If you'd like to get in touch with Blind Citizens Australia, you can call 1-800-033-660, or you can email bca at bca.org.au, bca at bca.org.au. I'm Vaughan Benison. Take care. I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realisation of a dream, of our dream.